Nikki Marie Beyer here, welcoming you to Season 3. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing! Listeners, have you heard my most recent interview with J.M. Fortier? Did you know that he started an awesome new venture called Growers and Company, where they have a magazine that's printed that comes out twice a year that highlights the amazing farmers that he's taught personally. So you're going to learn from people who are practice, putting his practices into place on their farms. If you want to be a better farmer, you definitely want to subscribe to this magazine. That's going to be like a coffee table item on your shelf. And then the other thing, part of Growers and Company is there, he's created tools that he uses on his farm that he's like studied. You know, he got to travel all around the world when he wrote his book, The Market Gardener. If you don't have that, you absolutely have to get a copy of it. But he's, he's, he got to go travel to all these farms and then he would look at tools that they had in the hardware stores or using in these other farms, brought them back to his farm, you know, talked to a developer, came out with some really cool tools. Like he talks about his broad fork, the handles are just wood and that helps it make it light, but it's sturdy. It's just the exact kind of broad fork that I want. Um, They've got other really cool weeders and different things. And then he's got farmware that he designed that will keep you dry and keep you out there. I know with my, one of my big barriers was my garden shoes. So he's got boots and just great things that are stylish, comfortable, but most of all, they're going to keep you warm and dry when you're out in your garden doing all that hard work. So growers and company growers.co check it out get something for your favorite gardener definitely get a small scale farmers are changing the world t-shirt for your favorite farmer marker vendor do you belong to a csa i'll bet you want to get them a christmas present this year it doesn't have to be on time i know it might be late when you're hearing this but make sure you support growers.co um their stuff is super affordable the canadian exchange right now um, I just bought something for someone, um, a present for Kathy from the composters because I go to her laughter yoga with her. And I think it said it was like $25 and then, it, but it only took $20 out of my bank account. So I, I probably shouldn't be talking about the Canadian exchange, but I know his things are affordable. I research broad forks and what they cost. I, you know, it, it's a great deal. You will get so much use out of that tool. Um, so support Growers and Co. Join the amazing Patty Armbruster and I Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Montana Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific for Grow Live on YouTube. Patty Armbruster is going to ask your questions. You can submit them ahead of time and we'll be prepared with the answers. Uh, what do you want to know? We're starting out talking about selecting seeds, but she's going to answer everything from how to process local meats to you know, what pests are good or, you know, what plants are good to bring in beneficial insects into your garden. Just, we all know Patty knows so much about everything. I'll be asking the questions. She'll be answering them. We're going to be doing this on YouTube live Saturday mornings, 
8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Montana Standard Time, 10 Central, 11 Eastern, Saturday mornings on YouTube, Grow Live with Patty and Jackie. Well, how's it going? No worries. I'm having a great day. You are interview number three, and the first two have been fun and sunny oh, here cool. in Montana, so... Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I took like I took like the month of October off from my podcast, and uh-huh. actually, it ended up most of November. So I just you're like the fourth interview I've recorded for season three, or maybe the fifth. Oh, and, oh that's uh, cool. Yeah, but it it was so good to take a break. I didn't really realize, you know, I'm trying to get off that podcasting hamster wheel, and I always thought yeah. I was pretty good at batching but this time uh-huh. i'm just trying to just batch more like just mostly be recording and then i don't i'm not actually gonna post anything until january 1st and oh okay and then um i think uh i don't know we'll see if it helps so and then i also was able to in september get most of like, like I don't have any more episodes to post in 2020. And I did post my last interview. Like I'm actually taking a break. Like nothing's going live. Nothing's going to be coming out. Usually I put an episode out every week for six weeks, but Uh you know, I know podcasters that have, you know, there's 350 episodes they can go back and binge on, or they can listen to other things or, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's the best way for me to serve my audience. So, so I'm pretty excited. So it's fun to be back on the mic again after taking a short break and um they've been great conversations oh. and I have some yeah, great that's... ones booked. People cool. have been booking um like Friday I have four podcasts right in a row. Boom 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 boom. And uh yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> Richard, well, you know that it's super easy mm-hmm. to edit. So if you want to change an answer yeah. or you got to help the kids or let the pad out, no worries. Okay. And uh, do you have any questions for me? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, not not right off the bat, at least. I don't think. I'm pretty sure some might pop up during the, the interview. Okay. Maybe. Well, I'll just introduce <laughs> yeah. you and we'll go from there. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to the Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Tuesday, December first. It's still twenty twenty. When you're listening to this, it will hopefully be twenty twenty one in January. And I have a repeat guest on the line. He's dropped golden seeds the last time he was here. I know he's gonna drop golden seeds. It was four years ago. So his family has changed quite a bit from there, him and his wife. I, I just feel so blessed. They inspire me all the time on um, Facebook to see what they've got going on. They're just the sweetest little family and just um, they grow lots of food. So uh, I'll let him tell you about it. So welcome back, Richard Mata. Welcome back to the Green Organic Garden. Hey, well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. It is pretty awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, like you said, we got my family's changed a little and uh, we're growing and yeah, things are just moving along fine. <laughs> well, go ahead and tell listeners a little about yourself. You're in Idaho, right? Yep. 
I sure am. I, I am in Idaho. Uh, the last time we had this interview, uh, I lived in Payette, Idaho, which was a, a really small town close to, to Oregon, um, the Oregon-Idaho border. But um, now I live in Caldwell, which is a little bit closer to uh, Boise, Idaho, which is the capital, obviously. And uh, uh, it's a it's it's a it's a bigger bigger it's a little bit bigger town, but um, it's still um, I don't know it's not really hardcore rural like the uh, like Payette was, but yeah, um, I'm, we're here in, in Idaho. Uh, what do you want to know about me? Like uh, <laughs> where I was, where I'm from, born, all that other stuff, or. Well, one thing what I was going like? to say is Boise's really growing, right? Like a lot of people that are moving yeah. out of like Florida, I mean, uh, California and Washington, Oregon from the wildfires and stuff are moving yeah. to Boise, right? Like I've been hearing it's one of the biggest growing cities because of the high quality of life. Uh, yes. And um, as people go remote besides, right? Yeah, people um, people are really liking it in, in Boise. Uh the only problem with that is like everybody's coming over here now, but everything's going up <laughs> the rent to the houses and, and just even building and stuff is just that everything's going up. It's getting more expensive to live, live over here in Boise and in some of the surrounding suburbs and stuff. But uh, other than that, I mean, it, yeah, this is, Idaho is a great place. We're very, we're very um, outdoorsy. <laughs> if you want to say, uh, we we love our mountains and our and our uh, nature up here. The um, there's it's funny is like there's a group of people that that uh, that really don't want anybody moving here because <laughs> it's getting more crowded and and more construction and and uh, the prices are going up and, and so yeah, a lot of people are like don't move here don't move. <laughs> But uh, it's it's a pretty pretty awesome place, and uh, we're very uh, big on agriculture up here too. So, yeah. So, Richard, what was your first gardening experience about? Like, were you a kid or an adult? Like, what'd you grow? What can you remember? Who were you? With? Well, when okay, well when uh, okay, uh, my dad was in the military, so he moved around a lot. Um, so, if there's any army brats out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So I was born in, in North Carolina, but um, we moved. Um, I was pretty young, so I, I don't really know exactly the uh, how old I was. But we moved uh, from North Carolina to Colorado, and then back to North Carolina, and then to Germany because uh, he got stationed overseas. We stayed there for. I think it was two years. Um, or actually, no, no, no. We stayed there for six years. And then we moved back to Texas. Well, during this time of all these these trips and all these uh, these movings and stuff like that, uh, we would take trips back to Texas to visit my, my grandparents. And my grandparents, we they lived in San Antonio, Texas. And... Uh, my dad and my or my grandpa and my grandma had this little garden on the side of their house. I, I still remember the house was is all white, and the garden was it was it wasn't huge, but it was huge to me because you know <laughs> you're little, and uh, so me and my sister and my cousins would go outside and we would uh, 
play tag or whatever. And we ended up playing tag inside my, my grandpa's uh, little patch of corn that he was growing. And the corn was huge to us and we were, we were hitting it and it was really great. You know, we had fun. That, and, and I remember my grandpa came out and he would just yell, I was like, get out of the, you know, get out of the, uh, the corn patch and blah, blah, blah. And he'd chase us out and, and we just thought it was all fun. That was the first kind of gardening experience. <laughs> like it, it wasn't actually me planting anything or anybody planting, but I do remember the, the corn and uh, I remember eating the corn that they picked uh, and, and things like that. Uh, but it really, you know, I didn't get that, that I didn't have that, that gardening, um, I don't know, a uh, fever, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, I didn't have that until I was like uh, older, way older. And I would say that um, in my last, when I, when I first married my wife, Sarah, she, um, uh, she had all this land in the back and, um, and the previous owners that lived there had planted a bunch of roses everywhere. You know, and every spring they would, they would bloom. And I would say the second year that, you know, after we got married and I was there, <laughs> I was like, uh, the flowers were getting out of control because um, they didn't have, there was nobody taking care of them, right? Because I wasn't, I wasn't a, a you know, a gardener at that time. But I went out there and I saw all these flowers, these roses, and there was different kinds, different colors. I was like, wow, those are, those are freaking awesome. Those are, those are amazing. You know, because they were, they were really big, but they were getting kind of crazy and wild. So I had to prune them. So I had to go online and I had to, to basically learn how to prune these, these roses because I didn't want them to go crazy, but I didn't want to rip them out of the ground because they were, they were gorgeous. Right. So basically, oh, I want roses. I, did, I love roses. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're awesome. And actually this new place that we're in right now, we don't, uh, I only have one rose, one little rose bush in the front. And I don't know why, but I didn't, when I moved from Payette to, to here at Caldwell, I didn't clip any of the, the branches and take them with me. I should have done that. And I, I kind of kicked myself for, for not doing that. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, I had to prune those, those roses. And then from there, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but I decided to like, you know what, I think I can grow. I can grow some tomatoes or something like that. I, you know, I've, I've never grown tomatoes. And I think it was just the, the excitement of when I pruned those, those roses, I found out about how they grew and then how they, uh, how you could harvest the seeds and then grow new ones from it, or even just use the canes to grow new ones. I, I thought that was really cool and very interesting. So then I, I said, wait a minute, I bet you I could grow some tomatoes because those seem to be easy. Everybody grows tomatoes, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and try some tomatoes, but I didn't know how, cause I never had. <laughs> so I started digging and I started uh, looking on the internet and, um, and I, I saw that this whole world was just like, it opened up to me and I was, I was just, I don't know. I was amazed. And I was, I was basically hypnotized and <laughs> I caught the bug, whatever you want to call it. I got I was, the tomato growing hooked. bug this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love growing tomatoes. Yeah. I, um, 
yeah, after that, I just started just doing research here and there. And then guess what? I found your channel, your podcast. (laughs) And uh, I used to drive truck, right? And uh, I used to drive uh, for a company and I used to deliver water, basically. And, and, uh, well, actually, no, before that, I used to deliver furniture. I used to drive that truck, deliver furniture. And then I got another another job with a water company but anyways i did a lot of driving and a lot of you know like there's distance driving and uh i used to drive from from payette which is uh or by the border of oregon all the way down to uh, uh the air force base which is about i don't know about four hours it's like a four-hour drive and it was a long drive so i had a lot of free listening time and guess who i listened to <laughs> I listen to your podcast. Yes. <laughs> yep. I listen to your podcast and I listen to some other ones. Um, but yours was the only one that kind of ran the, the time or ran the, um, how do you want to say, uh, it, it just lasted. You kept, you kept making episode after episode after episode, which was really great. And some of the other ones that I, that I was listening to didn't seem to, stick around for very long they only lasted a few episodes or maybe six months or something and then they just kind of faded away they gave up i guess but you kept going and yeah it was for good or worse oh it was was, was definitely good good for you i mean (laughs) but uh yeah so i i just want to thank you that that you helped me through through a lot of those those tough questions like you know Sometimes you would have a, a guest on that would answer some questions or I would just realize things that, oh, that's the way they do it. And, oh, that's better, you know, to do it like that. And, you know, of course, I do the Internet searches and everything like that. But uh, it was all it was always good to, to hear hear other people that had the same passion that I had at that time. So, um, yeah, and I just it just drove me forward and everything like that. So, um I yeah I listen to I listen to you and some other podcasts pretty much daily um when I was when I was working there pretty good so Well I always and, uh, say my show is su- my show is a success because of my amazing mm-hmm. guests just like you Richard and people willing to get on the <laughs> mic and share their story and teach us newbies cuz I I was a newbie too and just didn't know anything and yeah. like I can't believe how far I've come so yeah, we've oh, put out yeah. a lot of quality content guests and yeah. listeners, and I feel like it's a group effort because if there weren't listeners, I wouldn't still be doing it, and if there weren't great guests, there wouldn't have been any content. I mean, I always thought Mike was going to teach everybody. I still can't get him to do an interview. <laughs> wow, that's amazing, husband. yeah. I, but, uh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> he's really he's really uh, adamant about his stance on that oh my goodness no well you know what's the funniest thing he's always like i don't know anything what am i gonna say (laughs) he just has no like no faith in his what he's learned or whatever i don't know anyway richard tell us about something that grew well this year like what'd you grow this summer well i grew um for the first time i grew some they're called uh um oh my gosh really cool (laughs) Nardello pepper, no Nardello peppers. Um, oh my gosh, I can't tell you. Remember what they're called? 
Um, but peppers? Yeah, it's a, it's a pepper. It's it's a, um, a Jimmy Nardellos. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, what grew really good this year uh, for me is the Jimmy Nardellos. And they're long, and uh, they're somewhat thin, and they're um, red. They're bright red, almost like a chili pepper. You know, like really, really bright red. And they are, are they hot so and spicy delicious. like a chili pepper? Are they what? I'm sorry. Are they hot and spicy like a chili pepper? No, they are not. They they're very they're super mild. There's no spice to them at all, but the flavor is really good. Um, I I don't know seeds? where I, oh. I I got them from. Um, I think it was Mi Gardner. Do you have you ever heard of Mi Gardner? Luke. Um, I forgot his last name, but it, he's he's a um, YouTuber, and he also sells his seeds online. And they're only 99 cents a pack. And uh, they're, you know, he's got a variety. He doesn't have a ton of variety. He's not like Baker Creek or anything like that. But um, he has a small amount. Yeah. Especially this um, year. Let me tell you, I've been hearing seed sellers are sold out already and that it's getting tough to get seeds in December for 2021. So listeners, when you're hearing this, get your order in early this year. Yeah, definitely. But I, yeah, I, I purchased them from him and, uh, it's the first time me growing them. I, I, first time I grew them this year, uh, last year or this year, <laughs> I guess at this point, you know, whenever they hear this, it'll be last year, <laughs> but I know it's been weird like um, that yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah. What did you do with yeah, them? But did you put them like in, did you just oh, eat them raw or put them on pizza or in salsa you, or what'd you do with you them? You can do what I did with them mostly is you grill them. You take them, you take them straight off the plant, pick them straight off the plant, throw them on the grill. Uh, maybe throw a little bit of oil or some salt and pepper. I don't know. It, it, it all depends on, on what you kind of like, but you eat them straight off the grill. They're so good. And you can just eat them raw. Just, just pop them off. And I have, uh, I have a little one-year-old uh, foster daughter, right? And she would come and come out, to the garden with me and I would pick them and I'd start eating one and she wanted to try one and she tried it and she ate it and she loved it. And I was like, wow. So she was just walking little, little one-year-old just walking around with a, a, a really long Jimmy Nardello pepper and just <laughs> munching on it. It was the cheapest thing ever. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those things grew really well. I, I had like, I think maybe four or five plants and they just they just exploded they 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 did really good my other peppers they were they're okay but but my junior goes yeah there's a lot very prolific plant Hmm. i should order those seeds our pepper plants last year i was just like for one Mm -hmm. thing i paid six dollars for an organic pepper plant two of them so 12 bucks and like I hate to complain about buying organic plants, but I was like, I want a mm. six pack for six bucks or a six pack for three yeah. bucks. Like it was just killing me. I was like, I'm not going to get $12 mm-hmm. worth of peppers off of this. I'm not going to get, you know, I just, yeah. it just seemed crazy because, you know, for us with all the stuff that we grow, that adds up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it does. That's expensive. So, so those things sound good. Yeah. You don't grow from seed? 
Usually Mike does, and he just didn't grow peppers this year for some reason, or they didn't they didn't germinate, or I don't remember what happened. So I was stuck buying oh. peppers, and he's like, buy peppers, and so I just put the two plants on the tree, and I'm standing at the cash register, and I'm like, I just paid twelve yeah, dollars for two pepper plants. So how did they do? They didn't do that great. They did okay. I got a couple of peppers <laughs> um, out of each, but they oh, were not prolific by any means. I don't know if yeah. I had them in the wrong spot or like Mike put them in these giant, like we got these black cloth bags that we planted some stuff in thinking we could bring them oh, yeah. in when it got cold, you know, and they would have time to germinate mm -hmm. in the house. Um, but the tomatoes were so heavy, he couldn't lift them at all. They were just insane how heavy they were and the peppers i just ended up harvesting the few that i got we had such a weird year and this is how i got hooked on the tomatoes because huh. we had our first frost september 8th and usually after that like like tomatoes are done like they don't turn ripe on the vines and i'm telling you these tomatoes turned ripe well mm. into the beginning of october and having uh -huh. fresh vine ripened red tomatoes coming into my house i was able to make batches of tomato sauce i found a great salsa recipe the best salsa recipe ever and made homemade salsa and i am just it was nice. like such a, 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 a just i've never had such luck with tomato we've always you know brought them wow. in boxes and they sat on the ground and some of them made it and some of them <laughs> rotted because you know you put them yep. in the dark and they just oh, yeah. always end up and that just always is a mess to me so i've always been like a big cherry tomato i'll grow a cherry tomato plant where i can mm. pick them and they ripen earlier like in august you start to get them but this year mm -hmm. getting those tomatoes what now will we ever have another fall where it's so warm through september that we're still getting yeah. like we still had multiple frosts the plants themselves were dead but I could not believe how much the tomatoes. And I also think we definitely like were super impressed. We got some Baker Creek heirlooms, and oh, yeah. they were good. I think that helped too. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, tell tomatoes us, are awesome. Tell us about something <laughs> you're excited to do different next year, or something you want to try that's new. Well, um, let me see. You know what I? <laughs> I think what I really want to try doing is um, to cross-pollinate uh, some tomatoes. I really want to develop my own tomato, or at, at least intentionally, because <laughs> sometimes you get you get your uh, tomatoes too close, and they'll like the following year if you save those seeds, you'll get you'll get a mystery tomato. You don't know what, you know, you don't even know how you did that. You thought you were planting like a, a beefsteak and you end up with some weird, weird mix of two tomatoes that you never even meant to do. But I want I'm to, like, try to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to purposely, I, I want to purposely uh, actually do that. Uh, I don't know. I, because I, I like, I'm like you, I love, I love cherry tomatoes. And I love uh, the grape tomatoes. Uh, I like the, um, my favorite, uh, I think, grape tomato is the, um, what is it? The uh, the orange grape um, tomato. That uh, The just little bursts of, I don't know, they're just, it's like almost like candy. <laughs> to yeah, me. exactly. You, just, you eat them right off of the vine and it's just, it's a burst of sugar and just so good. 
and then um i like you know i and i like the basic the basic large cherry tomato the ones it the ones that are are pretty big that you you put them in salads or you can cut them in half and put yeah. them in salads or whatever or you could just throw them in your mouth and they just kind of burst in your mouth as you chew them. <laughs> those, I, I like those. Those are just basic, you know, you can get those anywhere, dollar store and any kind of uh, seed, you know, uh, seed company or anything like that. So I buy a lot are, of packets of seeds at the dollar store for, for a buck, those American seeds. They work good. Oh yeah. Yeah. They work great. They're, they're fine. They're good. They're good enough. Um, I I wanted to I wanted to create like a a yellow and a black kind of mixed together, and I think they already have something like that. They call it the bumblebee or, or a bumblebee um, tomato. I'm not sure or grape tomato, but I want to do something like that. And I found like these these indigo. Uh, I, I searched online, and yeah, I actually do this. I'm one of the people who do who does this, and I actually look for. The darkest cherry tomato ever. <laughs> I typed it into Google, and I actually found uh, it's it's called an indigo indigo black or indigo indigo cherry tomato. Um, I actually kind of forgot. I should have wrote that down, but I forgot exactly what it's called. But I know it's indigo something, and um, it's supposed to be like the blackest cherry tomato ever developed. And I don't and. I can't remember what company it was that sold it, but I, it's like what you said earlier, it was $6 for a pack and in the pack, you only get like, I think it's like 10 seeds or something like that. And I was like, gosh, $6. And I'm used to buying like the 99 cent packs and, and other things. So <laughs> I'm like, wow, I don't know if I could spend $6 on one pack. So I haven't pulled the trigger on that one yet. But I might. You know, one of the most downloaded guests of 2020 is Amelia Kilner from, I want to say it's Black Sun Farm, but she's on Facebook, but she grows a lot of uh, of dark uh, tomatoes like that. You might check her out and see if she's oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, she's cool. been super popular. So, Richard, how about something that didn't go the way you thought it was going to? Was there something that didn't work out so well last season? Yeah, um, I gotta say my, uh, I gotta say my, um, my bell peppers. I, I know it's another pepper, but, um, yeah, it didn't do too well. Um, that, I, that's I grew. That's what I that didn't grow. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I germinated like, like six, six of them, six plants, right? And I grew them. They were nice and healthy. I put them in, I put them in the ground and, all of the plants died except for one. I only got one bell pepper plant and I think maybe three or four bell peppers off of that plant. And that was it. It's a California wonder. And so those are kind of almost like a staple in the pepper world. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. And well, I think part, Do you think partially it was, it was um, you know what? I think it was my, my weeping willow tree. I have a weeping willow tree that's really oh. that's really close to the garden, and it blocked out a lot of light on that side of my garden, and a lot of my plants didn't do too well on that side. I had uh, had some sweet peppers, some uh, tangerine, some orange tangerine that are not supposed to be hot, but they ended up being hot, so that means they probably cross pollinated 
last year and then I got the, you know, I harvested the seeds. And so I grew them and they uh, ended up being spicy and they're not supposed to be. So they definitely cross pollinated with my jalapenos or something. And um, yeah. And so my, my green peppers, uh, my, my California wonders, those tangerine ones. Um, and I think I had a few banana peppers on that side too, that got, that got just, it got shaded out. Um, I didn't, they didn't get any morning or I think afternoon sun. They would get the evening sun because the, the sun would be already past the, the weeping willow tree. But yeah, I, and I had some tomatoes on that side too, uh, running on a, uh, on a fence and they didn't do too well too, compared to the other side of my garden where they got a lot of sun. So I'm thinking it was that weeping willow tree that really, because everything is the same. The watering was the same. I, you know, I mulched the same, everything. So I'm thinking they just didn't get enough sun when they first were in the ground. So peppers like a lot of sun, right? They're warm weather. Yes, they do. They love that sun. So, yeah. So next year I'm going to probably put like, cooler weather crops there like some lettuce and broccoli and stuff like that or whatever i think that'll can make it <laughs> in that area i think i had a sun problem too yep yeah gotta have all those ingredients just right plants they i mean yep. they like to grow but sometimes they can be picky well richard we're already getting to the root of things so What's your least, yeah. do you have like a least favorite activity to do in the garden? Like what's something, anything you got to force yourself to get out there and do? <laughs> you know what? I thought about this and I was like, what is this? Because I, I like gardening and you know, most of the time people are like weeding, weeding, weeding sucks, <laughs> you know, but I actually kind of enjoy weeding because uh, two reasons. Number one is I put mulch down so it, there's not as, is not very many weeds uh and number two it's just it's kind of relaxing for me i just i kind of go out there and i just i pull the weeds and you know and just i don't know decompress and let you know let all the worries of life just kind of like go away you know and just a simple task just pulling weeds and you know making things nice and neat and everything like that it, it just kind of relaxes me but, you know, it's um, like cleaning the chalkboard when you get your rows all like nice and de-weeded and yeah. everything. But I think the big difference yeah. is like when you're in the middle of August and you went away for like a week and you come back or you have you're busy, something happens and all of a sudden there's like mm. your just garden's like overwhelmed with weeds. I think that's when it's hard. Oh, or yeah. like in Mike's case with like the mini farm where he's got like you know this mm. huge amount, but. Otherwise, I think, yeah, weeding can be very therapeutic. It's like, I don't mind sitting on the side of a bed. I also am, like, really picky about deep beds. I don't like to, like, crawl around in his mini farm oh. on the ground. Oh, I see. You have yeah. deep beds, right? Or is, yeah. like, in your new place, do you have deep um, beds? What's your new place like? No, I actually don't. I don't have deep beds. They're just, uh, what, what it is is, uh, uh, oh, man, it, it's a small backyard. So they uh, the previous owners... They had this, um, I guess they, they made some concrete um, dividers that kind of, I don't know, they like snaked along the fence. And uh, there's about uh, about four four feet mm-hmm. between the fence and the, and the actual sod grass. And um, it's all, you know, concreted around, you know, the, the perimeter of that. 
and uh, everything inside is just uh, just dirt and um, soil and stuff. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty bad dirt too. It was a. Uh, it was kind of rocky. It's um and it, I don't know. It, it's it's old farmland, so um, it wasn't too bad. But it was. It's it's very rocky. A little a little sandy, but not not too bad. Um. Uh, but I went ahead and I just you know I added, I added a bunch of uh, um, organic materials, um, compost, a little bit of fertilizer from the store. I didn't really want to, but um, it it really needed it, and I did that when I first moved in. I haven't done it since, um, but uh, yeah, it I just basically just dumped compost and and leaves for mulch or grass for mulch. And uh, it basically breaks down and, and it it, uh, it feeds that soil really well. So I haven't, you know, I, haven't I don't buy fertilizer anymore. I don't buy uh, I don't buy soil. I only buy seeding soil uh, to seed my my uh, the plants at the very beginning. And uh, and that's basically it. I basically keep all you know everything. I just I feed it into the into the uh, garden compost. I love compost so. Um, yeah, and it, it's not a big garden compared to what I had in Payette. In Payette, I had a like uh, I had I had a lot of land, and, and and I was able to make some pretty deep beds. And right now, I just I all I did is uh, make pathways in in the little bit of garden that I have, and that's basically it. Everything if you if I'm not walking on it, then it's, something's growing from it, basically. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I just have a little, just a couple so of pathways. So what other things are you it. growing besides tomatoes and peppers? What else did you put in? Uh, I, I experimented with some corn uh, on the back fence, um, some glass corn. And yeah, I think it's Indian glass corn. is is beautiful. Um, but I only planted like maybe six of them because I just, it, I have such a small, small area that I can't really plant a lot of corn because it'll just take up all of the all the space and for other things um i i planted uh some squash uh spaghetti squash which grew pretty good um i also planted some cucumbers um some pumpkins uh actually the pumpkins were volunteer pumpkins from the year before uh <laughs> they were in my compost and they started growing around springtime and i was just gonna you know just gonna uh just fold it over and, and you know just let them die but my son he really he's really into gardening too um he he wanted to grow them and so i found a spot uh next to the side of the house that was uh that was available basically there was no grass there and so we planted them there and he basically took care of them i didn't do anything i said okay man these are yours you can you can plant them you do what you have to do to grow them but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna help you with this. This is totally your your project. And he was like, Yes, I, okay, cool, I could do it, you know. It's gonna be awesome. And he put a lot of plants in the in just one I think it was like a four a four by four <laughs> by three little square. He put like <laughs> it had to be close to twenty plants in there. <laughs> and they were all they were all pumpkins. <laughs> Pumpkin and squash. And it was and he grew he grew about I don't know, about I'd say about five pumpkins and about uh, two two spaghetti squashes and I think 
one butternut squash came out of that that uh, little plot with all those volunteer plants. It was it was pretty great. He's really proud of himself, and Aww, <laughs> I was kind of proud job. of you because he was yeah you know, he listened to me. What was the question, anyways? <laughs> kind of ran ran off of a ran off on a tangent there, didn't we? No. Uh, oh well, the question was what. Were we still on your least favorite activity? Did we come up with a favorite activity oh, yeah. yet? Oh no, we didn't come up with a favorite. Um, <laughs> my least favorite, actually, actually, I didn't say my least favorite. My least favorite. No, because you were actually, just talking about how you did like weeding. <laughs> yeah, I just liked weeding. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it's your least favorite? What don't you like, like to do? <laughs> um, pruning. I don't like pruning. Huh? Uh, I believe it or not, like. I learned my lesson last year. Um, I let my my tomato plants and all the um, the uh, the cherry tomatoes. They kind of went. I just let them go because I I don't know why, but I just ended up not going out there to prune them, and they went crazy. So I mean, and they just like we had a ton of tomatoes, but they were like they were just like wild plants. And it was so thick, I couldn't even, you know, you would pull the plants apart, the branches, and there's just more vegetation on that side, and you still had to dig through. It was it was pretty bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. And so um, this year, or last year, or whatever, <laughs> um, 2020, <laughs> I when I planted, I intentionally planted um, certain, certain amounts, uh, certain tomatoes in certain spots. Uh, the vining and versus the the bushing, and um, I also uh, made sure that I I uh, pruned them as they were growing. The problem with that is that they did so well on the on the right side of my garden, you know, the one that that wasn't covered with the uh, the weeping willow tree. Um, they did so well as I I had to constantly be out there like. It was like every almost every day to okay. make sure that they weren't touching the ground or getting kind of tangled up with the the neighbor plant. Um, and towards the end, it just they kind of beat me, and they were just kind of crazy and intermingled with each other. So me and my son went out there, and we just we had like this little pruning fest, <laughs> and we pruned a lot, and we still got a lot of tomatoes, and. I think the only reason I don't like the pruning is because it takes a lot of time if you have a lot of plants, you know, um, it it starts off, it starts off really good. You're like, okay, let's do this. You know, this is awesome. And you get done with one plan. You're like, Oh crap. (laughs) I still got like 23 (laughs) to go, (laughs) you know, and it's like, Oh no. But, um, yeah, it, that I don't, I don't like pruning. It's not, (laughs) It's <laughs> not fun, and it's kind of sad too because you're cutting all those plants and you're like, oh, these guys can probably make more, you know, <laughs> from cutting them and stuff. So yeah, I'm not I'm not too fond of pruning. So on the flip side, what is your favorite activity? You know, I I have to say it's a it's a um it's a split between actually planting plants whenever they're they're ready to be put in the ground that's probably my funnest thing uh and then um i would say uh believe it or not i think planning planning where to put everything 
like before the uh, before you even start to grow like i don't know if you have if you plan out your garden which i do all the time um i usually just draw it out or sketch it out and then i just think like where am i gonna put the tomatoes this year where am i gonna put this or that and um and now that i know about the weeping willow tree i will definitely put like you know cold weather crops or cooler cooler weather crops on that on that section of the garden so that they they can be they can grow okay you know you know, Richard, and then, um, I actually started planning next year's garden, like, in July this year. Because I, like, I finally oh, got wow, those really? beneficial nematodes. And because I was, like, really struggling with the bugs of my kale. And Patty Armister was like, oh, get those nematodes. And I was like, well, where's my kale going to be next year? Because I wanted to put some in the bed oh, that yeah. they're in now. But I also wanted to. So then I was kind of thinking about, like all summer long after that like where are things gonna go and so i almost have my next year's bed like i'm pretty much like positive where i'm gonna put everything and i'm kind of like chomping at the bit for mike to tell me where is he gonna put the mini farm because as we are about to or what's he gonna plan out there and what are we gonna do next year because we do want to get our seed order in because of the shortages because there were seeds that were sold out last year we couldn't get like we got one zucchini um, and wow, Mike was like, really? you should save the seeds, but I, I can't remember what happened. Like I would already had it baking in the oven. He's like, I meant to tell you, I told you save the seeds. Don't you remember? We were only getting one <laughs> zucchini this year. For some reason, we only got one zucchini. I did save oh, wow. the seeds from this good friend of mine gave me some squashes and I, and she grew the squashes yeah. that I really like to have the thick, um, you know, inside where you're really getting a lot of the meat part of the squash. Um, so that was mm-hmm. kind of exciting, but yeah, it's, wow. uh, planning, yeah. planning for sure. I haven't been as big of a, pl- I think probably it's the more I do, like Mike's getting more into like, he's doing the mini farm and I'm doing the beds. He kind of like, let me run uh-huh. wild with the beds around the house this year and oh. to some good and to some not so good. And a lot of what the heck yeah. are you doing? <laughs> and um, are you sure about that? That can't be right, and some things like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm getting way more into planning. I mean, I've always like, like, I just kind of like, I'm more of a, I like to keep a journal, but I'm more of like, all right, we planted the broccoli seeds in this bed today. Let me go draw the bed and put the broccoli seeds. This is where we did it, and I'm pretty good about putting yeah. a date. But now I'm getting more into drawing it ahead of time and really thinking about what's going to go here, what's going to go well. I want to get more into companion planning next year, too. Yeah. So. I tried that. I tried that with – um. well, I don't know if it's it's full companion planning, but uh, with the corn that I did, that I, that I did um, plant, I also planted um, some, um, some green beans to – the well, I was beans, waiting basically. for you to say you were doing like the three sisters thing with the corn and the squash. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. like you did I didn't, do that. You know what? I, I did. Yeah, I didn't do the squash next to it, but I did the, uh, I did the the corn okay. and the green beans because I wanted to try it out. I wanted to see if it really works, and it that worked. Yeah, at least they. You know, I had I had some green beans growing up. The I, even after the, the um stocks the cool. corn was was harvested. Yeah, I, they were still growing. Uh, the the green beans, so I couldn't pull out the stocks. <laughs> oh, no. The green beans were still growing. 
So, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, that was the first time I've done that. Um, what else? What, what else did they grab? Who's something else? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> um, I planted my asparagus for, for next year, for oh. for 2021. Yeah, I actually separated and I, I built a, a little bit higher of a bed. Actually made it a little bit higher off the ground. I want an asparagus and, bed. Yeah, and I, I threw in five asparagus roots and I covered it with mulch. And these, they're, they're uh, I guess the, the asparagus brand, leaves or I don't know, something shot up from them. And they look exactly mm-hmm. like they do online and everything. And so I'm just, I just got to wait another year and I should be able to have some asparagus growing in there. And, uh, uh, hopefully they don't asparagus <laughs> are so tender. I swear you don't even have to cook them. They just like, they just melt in your wow. mouth, just right out of the garden. They barely yeah. ever make it up to the house, but we don't have like, wow, we planted yeah. a bed full when we first started gardening and like, they hardly, we don't get like anything anymore. So I bought, oh, like, I have this huge pack of asparagus seed, but I need like a dedicated bed and Mike to decide where that's going to happen. Oh, okay. Anyway, Richard, what's yeah, the best? Think... Oh. Sorry, go ahead. What's the best gardening advice you've ever received? Well, oh. the best gardening advice that I've ever see, uh, received. I think that would have to be. Let me see. I there's there's a lot because not only do you get advice online, but you get advice through like your podcast and. Uh, you know, other podcasts and, you know, YouTube channels and stuff. It's hard to, to whittle the best, but I think the best for me is probably to bottom water your seedlings when you're, when you're growing them, uh, when you're first sprouting them. If, you know, you have them all, your seeds in the cells and you, you might have the heat pad underneath um, to help keep everything warm and, you know, the, the light above it and everything. But whenever they sprout and everything, you should always water, bottom water um, the seeds, like because all your cells are sitting in that big tray. So you just water, put the water in the tray, and let the soil suck up all the water from beneath. Don't water on top because that's when you get the mold and the fungus, and the and the gnats will start coming in, and and uh, it'll just it'll you'll ruin your plants, your seedlings. But if you bottom water it, it'll soak it up naturally. And your plants will just drink what they need. And if you have extra water in there, you just dump it out. And I think that's like the best, I think that's the best physical advice that I've had in gardening. The, and there's a lot out there though, man, because like once you get into the actual gardening, like in the garden garden, you have really good advice there too. But I think that is more important. The bottom watering is because that's the beginning of it all, you know, and I have killed many, 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 <laughs> many, many seedlings uh, because of that mistake. And when I learned that, that was like a game changer for me. I was like, wow, you know, and instead of me having to plant uh, to try to sprout um, 12 seedlings just so that I can get maybe six or four plants out of them, I was, I, I, kind of narrowed it down now to only planting six so that I can at least have a six or, you know, a little bit less if I, if I need to. So I think that, that really helped me out a lot. Um, 
cool. I'm glad to hear that because I saw a video on YouTube and I was thinking that was my Mm -hmm. key to growing cilantro was somebody, Mm -hmm. he had a really good, because I always struggle with cilantro and uh, he had Mm. a really good video on growing cilantro that way. Oh man, you know what? I don't know what it is with me, but I cannot grow herbs at all. I've tried tried putting them in the windowsill. I've tried putting them, uh, you know, on, on little heat mats underneath the light. I've tried. I just can't grow. I can't grow any herbs for some reason. Cilantro. I can't grow grow, uh, grow rosemary. Nothing. I was like, I don't know what I have to do. Maybe I just gotta throw them in the garden and just let them do it. <laughs> do. But uh, yeah, no, but some herbs are really them. hard to grow. Some herbs are easier than <laughs> others. Like oregano grows yeah. like a weed, and I like it when you go to the like the farmers market and get a nice healthy stuff. Uh-huh. I think herbs are really hard oh, okay. to grow from seed. I've had good luck oh, with yeah. basil is about the only thing I can grow from a seed pretty well. The rest of them, and even still, like, I cannot keep a rosemary plant alive, like, through the winter. I always struggle (laughs) with rosemary. I just just can't do it. I don't know. (laughs) It's like I have a green thumb for everything else except for the... (laughs) Try starting to see if, like, your your farmer's market has some starts next year and see if that helps at all. Starting with a really healthy plant that's got some, some gust to it. How about, what's your favorite tool? Like, if you could, my, had to move, you could only tool? take one tool with you. What could you not live without? Um, I would have to say, hands down, my hori hori knife. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? I got I one for know. Mike for his birthday this year. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, those are. That's I. I love that thing. I every time I go out to the garden, I I have that because it can cut, dig, measure, and yeah, just move around dirt and everything like that. Um. Yeah, that's probably that would probably be my my go to uh, tool. Maybe a shovel, because shovels are very very good at everything <laughs> to use on everything. So yeah, yeah. We Mike bought each yeah, of definitely. us a shovel this year, so yeah. <laughs> like he must have seen a good deal on them somewhere. But yeah, shovels are like we have we have several shovels. I like to have a shovel by like every gate or like there's one down by the compost pile. There's one on the other side of the garden, and there's two in the mini farm. And yeah, shovels mm. are for yeah, sure yeah. handy. How about a favorite recipe? What do you like to eat from the garden? Well, um, I grew a. I like to grow a tomatillos, and um, it was it. I think it was this year. Yeah, this year. I grew um, some green tomatillos because I love the, the salsa verdad. So I went ahead and, and grew some, some green tomatillos and I looked online for a good recipe and I found one and it is awesome. It's really good. Um, I mean, it's so good. Like even my, my wife likes it because, and she doesn't even, <laughs> she doesn't like salsa verdad and she doesn't like hot things. So I don't make it too hot, you know, just for her at least. And um, I make like another side batch that's really hot for everybody else. But um, yeah, salsa de verdad. I I I discovered that this year, and I love making that. And pico de gallo. I love making pico de gallo with with uh, tomatoes, fresh tomatoes out of the garden. And um, if I could make some, do you grow onions grow some... and garlic and stuff like that? Um, 
garlic, yes. Um, onions, no. Onions are so plentiful over here in Idaho. They're very cheap. Sure, like the um, Wawa onions it's, from Washington? Yeah, yeah, those are great. Those are really sweet. Um, yeah, so we, it's kind of like, and, and since I don't have very much space in the garden, I have to kind of yeah. pick and choose, like, what I really want to, you know. So the tomatoes is always a given, and the, um, yeah, the the um, garlic, I have garlic and stuff. I actually, you know, I haven't planted my garlic for yet for next year yet, so I got to get on that here pretty soon. Is your ground frozen? Oh, not not quite yet because I have it mulched. I have it heavily mulched right now, so it, it's kind of a, it's not frozen frozen to where I can't work with it. At least I think that two days ago I, I checked it out, um, <laughs> but I think it's reached like 19 over here. So uh, I don't know if it's like frozen frozen all the way, but I'll I'll find out. Me too. I tried I to stick a, stick a stick down in the dirt to see, and the only bed I had mm. that I could stick the stick in was one that I had, like, a huge layer of compost and then a whole bunch of straw on top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about a favorite mm-hmm. internet resource? Where do you find yourself surfing on the web? Well, mostly mine is YouTube. I do a um, – if I need to figure out how to do something, I go to YouTube. Um I follow a bunch of different gardeners. Um, uh, probably, probably a lot of them that, that everybody already knows of, like you know, MI Gardener, um, Praxis, which is is it's Raymond Raymond Browning, I think his name is, and uh, Gary Gary Pilicek, uh He has a the YouTube channel called Rusted Garden. Oh man, he he I I like. I, I don't know the, the way he explains things. Um, I got a lot of my information from him on, on how to, to grow, like um, all of the technical stuff that you don't, you really don't, you don't think about like uh, when to water, uh, what to use on your plants if they get um, fungus or anything like that, or white mildew. Um, uh, just, you know, how to, how to sprout seeds properly. Um and he explains it very clearly and very uh, uh, straight to the point. He doesn't, he does he's not very, it's like, um, <laughs> it's like people put a lot of like uh, feeling into a lot of their videos and everything. And, and like, oh, this is the, you know, I love this because of this and this and that. He's more like, okay, this is how it's done. And this is, if you want, if you want your tomatoes to look like this, do this. If you want them to do this, do that. You know, and these are the differences, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's very straight to the point, right? Um, he hardly has very much personal personal output uh, of, of his own on there. You know what I mean? Um, I totally like, know what uh, you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Praxis, the uh, Raymond Browning guy, um, he, he's been on the Internet for like, I think, 12, 10 or 12 years on YouTube, something like that. And he's really famous in the gardening industry. Um, <clears throat> he's more heartfelt. He'll sit down and he'll just he'll tell you stories about his garden and and he tells the stories about himself and his animals and he's got you know goats and chickens and everything and he, and then he'll show you like you know tips and tricks and everything like that about gardening, which is 
which is really cool because he has like this this really good resonating calmness you know like uh, he's like really chill <laughs> and and you just you, you just feel happy every time he does a, a video you just feel good you know but it's totally opposite from gary's gary's is is very straight to the point this is what this is what's in the ingredients in this and this kind of fertilizer or spray or whatever he uses, you know, this is the measurements for that and that. And, and so it, I, it's pretty cool because they're both, they're both different, you know, but cool. you need both of those to, to, to garden. I, I think, you know, because, you know, it's a mix of, 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 uh, of everything. And, and I appreciate you giving different. us two sources because like when I go on yeah. YouTube and I'm surfing and I'm just like, I get so overwhelmed with like choices. It drives me crazy. And then sometimes you'll watch like, you know, you get too many people that are like, blah, 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 blah. This is my life and blah, 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 blah. And they don't get to the point. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah, you gave exactly. us two specific resources. How about yeah, a that, book? Oh, book. Got a book to recommend? Oh, man. <laughs> I have, um, besides, uh, the square foot gardening book is probably, I would recommend that for anybody with a small, like small amount of land or somebody who just wants to keep things kind of, uh, kind of condensed. Um, you know, the Mel Bartholomew, uh, square foot gardening. Uh, he basically invented that thing, I believe. And I think there's some, uh, some remakes or some revised versions too. Um, but I think that's basically, uh, for me, that's, one of the best books I've ever read. Um, and of course they have information online on YouTube too. That'll show you a bunch of stuff. I have a bunch of books that I haven't even read <laughs> because, uh, I think, you know, that I'm, a, I really like to read a lot. So, um, I have books that's relative to gardening, but not specifically to gardening. Uh, like it's like a story about a gardener or whatever, you know what I mean? And, um, but I do also have other books like the, um, uh, let me see. Uh, I have some right here, uh, gardening made easy. And by I, that's, that was a good book by better homes. Um, I don't know. There, there's other ones, the heirloom gardener, uh, the heirloom life gardener. There's these two books that I want to, that I want to read really bad. Um, I haven't been able to get to them yet. It's one is called uh, French Dirt, and uh, it's the story of a of a garden in the south of France. And it's supposed to be like some uh, about a gardener who who moves to France, or, or a guy who moves to France, and he and he uh, starts his own garden, and it changes his life, something like that. And uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be pretty good. I think I just heard good, of that. Right? I think Joe Lampold just sent out oh, really? an email with that in it. I don't know. Oh, really? sure. French, it yeah, it's called, yeah, French Dirt by uh, Richard Goodman. Um, and then there's another one that I, I don't know if it's good or not. I just I found it online, and it's about it. It's it, it's uh it's called uh, the soil, and it's a portrait of rural life in in uh, Meijing, Japan. And um, I think it, what it was is I think this is a story and I think it's half true uh, about um, the farmers in Japan. They get, uh, they they got pushed out uh, during a certain time um, because of the industry, uh, 
uh, I forgot what, what is it called again? The, um, the industry, basically, you know, the, the machine industry or whatever, it, it comes to Japan and, and they're basically being, uh, pushed out and it's his, basically, I think it's his fight against it or his fight just to hold on to his farm, um, uh, against this, this whole, uh, wave of, uh, in, industry and, and, uh, capitalism and everything like that i believe but um yeah i haven't got to that one yet either and those are two good books and uh i have a few more but they're not really i don't think they're really that interesting for anybody right now <laughs> i don't know but um yeah that's those are the books that i that at least the uh the um the square foot gardening is actually it that's a really good reference that I sometimes still go back to, to look at once in a while. But, but usually most of my stuff is from online. I'll just, I'll Google it. There's a famous, famous line that says, uh, Google's your friend. <laughs> so if you ever want to find something out, just Google. <laughs> I know. I got to say, I love Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Amazon too. I hate to admit it sometimes, but I just, those two companies just, I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I know oh, yeah. there's this a lot year, of negatives about year, them, but they've this been, I've been, a, I've been like an Amazon, them. loyal Amazon person since like I very first signed up and they sent me their very first book recommendation. And I was like, oh my God, these new guys know what books I want even before I do. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. That. Yeah, way back in like the I early, know. you know, two thousands when yeah. the internet first. I didn't started. even get, I didn't get hooked up with Amazon until I got married with, with Sarah. You see, she was all about. Uh, Sarah's really a. She's kind of a techie person, a little, a little bit more than I am, at least. And she, uh, she, uh, she knew, she knew all about Amazon and everything. And uh, yeah, we didn't. We just got hooked up with, with. And we've been with Amazon forever. And uh, nowadays, it's like, I don't know how we would live without them because <laughs> of this pandemic. <laughs> we order everything through Amazon. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just like, I ended up, like, I tried to go buy our kitchen chairs down. I actually bought chairs at Target and got home and was like, gosh, I can't believe I just paid all this money for them. I wonder what they do have online. And I looked online and I ended up taking them back to Target and ordering our kitchen chairs from Amazon. And the funniest thing was I yeah. saw the other day that I had picked out the exact, like almost the exact same chairs from pure imports back in like 2012 or wow. something. Like somehow I got in some old shopping cart wish list on pure imports. And I was like, wow, look at that. These look mm -hmm. just like the chairs we ended up getting. But yeah. Oh, wow. And then part of yeah. one year we had to get a mall just put firewood with and our, our mm -hmm. chainsaw shop in, Eureka didn't even have a mall and they were like, you have to go to Kalispell. And I'm wow. like, I'm not driving 65 miles. So we ended up getting a mall and like, now we bought weed eaters from like, we just buy a lot of stuff from them that I don't know. Yeah. And then with the pandemic, forget it. Anyway, Richard, we've yeah. been on the phone for over an hour and you are my third oh. interview today. My <laughs> husband is probably like, she ever going to get off? Cause we were going to maybe go get some firewood oh. and get some air. So my final question if there's one okay. change you'd like to see to create a greener world, what would it be? For example, is there a charity or organization you're passionate about or project you'd like to put into action? Like, 
What do you feel, Richard, is the most crucial issue facing facing our planet in regards to the environment, either locally, nationally, or on a global scale? Um, I think, okay, over the years, I've kind of developed this, this whole idea of, I think that we need to push growing food organically and, uh, uh, what do you mean, see I think we we need to grow food, um, push growing food organically at schools, and um, I think we need to start with the next generation, educate them on where where all of our where real food comes from. Actually, not all of our food, but real, you know, where the food that 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 makes the food that they eat um, comes from, you know, and and how it's grown. And, and educate them on that. So, because it, it touches on so many points and even if they don't become somebody who loves gardening or anything, they know that it's important that we have, uh, that we have as a, a system that is, that is uh, natural and organic so that they can be part of the solution in the future instead of being part of the problem with not knowing what the heck anybody's talking about, you know, uh, when it comes to food. And from there, I think that we should all, we should all help each other uh, learn how to grow things. Uh, and, and and I guess maybe it's, maybe it's kind of like a, a, a dream or a pipe dream or whatever you want to call it, that, that it would be awesome to have people go out and, and, uh, I don't know if you have ever heard of those uh, or the concrete jungles or the, the the places that don't have supermarkets where they have fresh food. Like I think that, food. yeah, food that there it goes. That's what it's called, food deserts. I think that that if we get everybody somewhat on board, even it, probably starting from the young people because they're they're more. I think they're more active and they're more. You know, they don't. They haven't had all these blocks put in front of them mentally and and uh, physically and things like that. So they're they're gun ho. They're ready to go. <laughs> so I think that that if we educate them and help them come up with ideas to 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 sprout gardens or or uh, community gardens or anything in those food deserts. And I know there's people out there doing it already, but I think we should keep doing it. You know, and I think that if if those young people grow up with all that knowledge, even if they're not, you know, hands in the dirt planting, they they might help make policies in the future that might help, uh, you know, the rest of America and then, of course, worldwide. Because I think somebody asked me once, like, what is your dream? Well, what, what would if you had no if you had all the money in the world, you have no time constraints. And you you were filthy filthy rich. What would you do? And I would say I would I would fly to a country and teach them how to garden, teach them how to grow things. Maybe not garden, but maybe start with the family garden and then go bigger agricultural wise. So I think that that would be a, a that would be awesome. I think that if if we start with the kids in schools, teach them how to to, to grow things naturally. And, and just teach them about it, then I think that that's a, a really big, 
big step for our future organically <laughs> awesome oh so much yeah. for that i love richard that is perfect and i think we're gonna get there awesome. I mean, for sure things are changing but yeah it's important we need more than just gardeners we need kids who support their local farm or maybe those kids when they go to the farmers yes. be like mom can i get a carrot or something or just yeah yeah exactly. you're so right on well, Richard, thank you mm -hmm. so much for sharing with us today. And I just love your yeah. sweet little family. And I'm so like, love to see Sarah's posts on Facebook. And just you guys are yeah. awesome in all you're doing. And oh, just thank you. have a wonderful, well, have a wonderful holiday. Even yeah. though this will probably post after the holidays. But here's to a healthy <laughs> and happy 2021. Yeah, thank you very much. I hope you have a, a great year, too. Oh, thanks. We'll stay in touch. And I'll send you the link okay. when this is up and have a great day. Oh, oh, hey, I forgot to uh, to mention, I, I do have a YouTube channel, too. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. my bad. Is, is, is there any way that you could uh, put that on there? On, I haven't stopped recording. Just tell us, tell, tell oh. listeners. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, if you want to follow me here in, in Idaho, um, and uh, see how I plant things and grow things and and save my seeds and everything else garden related. Uh, you could just find me on the uh, Neighborhood Gardeners um, YouTube channel and uh, Facebook page, uh, which I believe um, which I believe you are a part of too, right? <laughs> I so, think so. I haven't been on Facebook yeah. all that much, but you're in the Organic Gardener podcast Facebook group, and you yeah. never know. Now that the election's over, I might be back on oh, social yeah. media more. I mean, I already have been. Like, I, I just can. had to take a break from, like, August till the election. Like, it was just too yeah, much for me. Intense. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to be okay. back. And, uh, yeah, yes, definitely follow Richard. Join his group. Check out his YouTube channel. And you guys have yeah. a great day. Yeah, Thanks, Richard. Yeah. Hey, listeners, have you been to Growers.co, James Fortier's newest venture? He's got an amazing magazine featuring the inspiring farmers who have followed in his footsteps, taken his classes, put his practices into work that he's highlighting in a great printed magazine. He's got tools that he's designed that he's developed from um, looking at tools around the world while he did his book tour that just he uses on his farm. I mean, it's amazing the information on his website. You can learn about how to use these tools. They're totally affordable. I'm telling you, the Canadian Exchange is great right now. Um, and farmware that's stylish, it's comfortable, but most of all, it's practical for working in the garden. I know one of my biggest barriers was garden shoes. He's got boots, coats. Um, and you definitely want to get a small scale farmers are changing the world t-shirt either for yourself, get one for your favorite CSA or farmer market vendor. It'll make them feel good. It'll make you feel good and support growers.co. That man has changed our world for the better. He's been so generous with his time, his energy and, um, deserving of, uh, uh your shopping dollars. So growers.co. Join Patty Armbruster and I for Grow Live on YouTube Live Saturday mornings coming to you in 2021. We'll be answering your questions. We'll be um, laughing and sharing information that you want to know because they're going to be answers to your questions on YouTube Live Saturday mornings. 
11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Montana Standard Time, and 8 a.m. Pacific. Send us your questions. You can submit them at the organicgardenerpodcast.com forward slash patty. You can email me at orgpodcast at gmail.com. You can send them to mikesgreengarden at gmail.com. Ask Patty Live. Grow Live with Jackie and Patty. We'll be answering your questions. What do you need to know to grow healthy food in your garden? Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening. And remember, grow local. Grow local.